Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Welcome to the Monday Scramble podcast. Some of the topics we will hit on today. Jason Day, Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, the big three have played their final event before the second major of the year, the U.S. Open. We'll take a look at Oakmont and the storylines that it presents. And, of course, Ian Poulter out of action for a few months here with a bad leg, but he has been named as a vice captain for the European team in the Ryder Cup coming up this fall. Ryan Berg, Jake Kopp, and Ryan Lavner, and boys, let's get to it. The memorial has come and gone, and probably not the, well, you know what, you guys are big fantasy geeks. Maybe you had <laughs> We did not, McGirt, no. But uh, Willie McGirt, his last professional win was in 07 in the Tar Heel Tour. And after a long time as a journeyman, he breaks through. Your guys' thoughts on Dirt McGirt winning that first trophy? Yeah, I mean, I'm probably the biggest fantasy geek of, of all three of us here, Agreed. and I did not did did not see not this on one the coming. Part, the geek. Well, well, thank you. It's, it, is, it is really great to have you on this podcast. You got called up from the JV yeah. to the varsity Boy, we to should, host this yeah. podcast. Boy, we, should we, should, we should definitely have you on here more often. Uh, but but no, I think you know we get so caught up in all the big three and, and the discussion of, of them winning and what it means for the game. But it's it's easy to forget that the PGA Tour is made up mostly of these guys whose path to the tour wasn't anything but a, a straight line. It's not like yep. they're going from college straight to the PGA Tour like a Spieth or a Dustin Johnson, whatever the case may be. So it's nice to see these stories every once in a while, a guy who's been toiling for a dozen years finally get his day in the sun. And what it means going forward is he's got a place to play guaranteed for three years. You know, <laughs> you sort of take that for granted with these other guys. You know, Jordan Spieth's going to have a place to play for the rest of his life. McGirt may not have, all right? So now he's at least got a place to play until he's almost close to 40 years old, and that's a pretty big deal for a guy like that. And a millionaire in one day. That always, uh, always helps. Speaking of millionaires, we've got uh, a bunch of them, but uh, the not on this show yet. Well, one on this show maybe. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but let's uh, let's talk about the the guys that that of course bring the fans in, and that is the quote unquote new big three of Day, Spieth, and McElroy. And it's real interesting because as you had these three coming into the memorial, obviously they were the, the big storyline is that we're all coming off of a win, their last professional start. They all won. Uh, day, of course, the players were the Irish Open, and Spieth somehow won Colonial. So now we go in, they play Memorial, and now we see them, and they'll be the three uh, favorites probably on paper at the U.S. Open. Right. But I think you look at the three and the direction they're heading, I think it's easy to predict all three and kind of where they're going to figure in on the leaderboard. I'm curious to see if you guys are on the same page as me. Let's start with Jason Day. 
and where you put him on your list of favorites at Oakmont in the United States Open? I would put him 1A. I'd put Dustin Johnson 1B. I would put Jason Day 1A. I think the Memorial, he's never really played well at Muirfield Village, and he actually did play well, play well. through three days and yep. just didn't really have it on Sunday and didn't have a, a, a great finish. But I think it was just trying to get some reps after the Players' Championship, make sure he's not completely rusty heading into Oakmont. But he is the best driver of the golf ball in terms of distance and accuracy, which is going to be the biggest thing at Oakmont. He's a terrific putter, as he's shown so far in 2016. So Jason Day is the favorite for the U.S. Open. Yeah, I agree with that. And as much as I wanted it to be, I kind of wanted it to be Rory just yeah. so it wouldn't be, wouldn't he, be Jason. He, just because, No, no, completely, yeah. completely agree with that. But I would, I would almost be shocked if Jason Day doesn't finish inside the top five at the U.S. Open. Just look at what he did last year with Vertigo. And he's just so much, he's just so much more seasoned than he was just a year ago that it absolutely has to be him for all the reasons that you mentioned. And you're right about Muirfield Village. He was just kind of shaking off some rust and has never played there, played well there. But also think of all the pressure he puts on himself to finally play well there at a place that's his home course. So, you know, did not, didn't exactly chop it around. So uh, he's one. The, the he's Justin your, Johnson one, one day. Well? Yeah, he's my one. Not my one. Uh, statistically, you're actually incorrect on his driving to the golf ball. He hits it a mile. This is all anecdotal. Yeah. <laughs> statistically, he's not very accurate. We think he is, but statistically, he's not awesome. And he's also not awesome in proximity to the hole. He's actually middle of the pack that on the is PGA true. Tour. That is true. He just makes everything. You've right. been, you've been right. hanging around Brandel Chamblee too yeah, long. Yeah, though. well, <laughs> statistically, he makes everything, which, as we all know, the putter is the ultimate eraser. I mean, it's the most important club, period. The guy that putts well usually wins. It's kind of that simple. But he is a he is an outstanding putter. Uh, Oakmont is a different animal. You think of Chambers Bay, it really wasn't a, a U.S. Open uh, format at all because of you know there there wasn't any rough there really. The last couple of U.S. Opens, in fact, there haven't been rough. This is going to kind of go back to uh, make you, sweat. you know what you you grew up with with a with a foot high on the list worry? of top five, but. Uh, not Rory either. I, I'm actually, I think DJ's the favorite. I, 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 Thank you. But, but I don't know how you can do that given the demons that he has. Do you think that bothers him? Yes, I do. On, demons don't appear on paper. No, they don't appear on paper, but they, they appear in DJ's Disagree. head when he has a lead. Disagree. Absolutely. Disagree. He should have won at the Memorial. He should have won the Memorial, oh, but he had to. He should have won easily at the Memorial. He should have easily the won at the Memorial. It was because of demons? Yeah, because he can't find a way to win when the pressure's on. He I think DJ. a way to win. He's won more consistently than anyone else in the PGA Tour. Yeah, but he's only won, what, eight times, nine times? In a row. And, but never, but never, a, but never a big tournament. You can't, Dustin, Dustin, Johnson, Dustin Johnson cannot ever be a favorite for a major championship until he wins a major championship. That's, it can't, that's I'm, a strong, I'm telling that's you. a strong point. It's and it's a it's a true it's it's I actually think his true. Game fits he, he this golf be. course better than the others. I, I I absolutely agree with that. But but in this and day, I think most people's mind does get in the way of winning and losing. Yes. with the exception yeah. of Dustin Johnson. So you're, I don't know, but it, it didn't get in the way, it get in his way last year. Exactly fifty three oh, weeks ago. I don't believe so at all. I don't I think do. he was thinking about whistling. He has he clearly has some sort of scar tissue with winning. He should have won twenty times by now on the PGA tour. But, but here's my point though. If he had he a scar tissue with winning, he wouldn't have won eight consecutive years. No, you, no you're right. He would have won twenty times. He would have he would have won he twenty is golf's great underachiever. He, I think we absolutely. can all agree with that for so here's my thing is not only can if he you not can't be, win, if, if he couldn't win and there was scar tissue, he wouldn't win. 
No, he, he would have won win. more. No, no, he would have won more. He would have won more had he not had more. Here's Phil, my point. Phil doesn't have problems closing. Mo- Phil doesn't have scar tissue. Well, he has U.S. Open. Do is it Phil has U.S. To, Open to, scar to some tissue. Extent. Phil has U.S. Open scar tissue. So here's my thing. Not only the, on the PGA not Tour. Not only the this DJ just thing. in. Not easy. No kidding. We brought you in for that. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. No, here's my thing though with DJ. Not only to me can he not be considered the favorite in a major until he wins one, he absolutely cannot be when guys like Day and Spieth and Rory have each won within the last three weeks. All right, let's move to Rory then. Uh, A fourth-place finish, so Rory wins the Irish and finishes fourth at Memorial, and he's not the favorite when taking those two events into play, probably should be. Mm -hmm. I think he's the best player in the world, meaning I know Jason Day is today, but if I'm projecting the next 10 years, I'm taking Rory all day long. I think he— Just because Day is going to get hurt? No, I, I think Rory I think Rory wins double figure majors. Double figures. Yeah, he's, got, he's got four. He's what, twenty seven? I got at least eight to ten. I, I'm agree I'm picking up what you're putting down when it comes to And that. I like the way that Rory is trending now as we get into Oakmont. His ball striking was spectacular at the Irish Open. The the one thing that gives you a little bit of pause is that he switched putting grips again at, at, at Muirfield Village. But but it's not like he was absolutely pouring in everything he looked at with the cross-handed putting grip. I mean, he, he won at the Irish Open in spite of his putting. Correct. He took 127 putts, which, which is, is just horrendous. awful. Horrendous. Which is just awful. So he gets back to something that's comfortable, and he actually finished the week second in strokes gained putting at Jack's place. So I think he's actually moving in the right direction, not just with his ball striking, but, but that, also on the But games. at Oakmont, that is the, that's why he's not on anyone's list. Because there, he's going to have to, to putt well, and the odds aren't in his favor. And he's got to have the best driving week of his life. Right. Well, that would be hard to do. He's had some unbelievable driving weeks in his career. But to your point, uh, top ten for Rory? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's my well he's enough. my one B. I mean, I, yeah, he absolutely is playing in anything other than top ten. He would be. I mean, on on Hel Cabrera in, in 07 didn't have a, a great putting week, but he yeah. was so long and straight that he had shorter clubs heading in there, and he had good touch around the greens that he was able to shake it. A well, few long bucks. and straight is you're not going to have to putt great because everyone else that isn't long and straight, and that's 99.9% of the field, are making bogeys just because they're just not going to be Which is why Dustin Johnson is my 1B because no, no, he of is. the long and straight aspect, just Nobody like Jason better. Day. It is just exceptional to watch. Except he that he is straight, unlike Jason Day. But, yeah, I'm with you. Straighter. Yeah. Straighter. He's, <laughs> he's straighter off the tee than Jason All right, let's move to Jordan Spieth, the number two player in the world. Uh, in the final group, let's, let's go through this. Uh, Should have won the Masters. Misses the cut of the players in the final group of Colonial. Should have won the Nelson. Uh, does win the Nelson. Well, does right, win the Colonial. Sorry. Yep. In the final yeah, group, all those Texas the, events yeah, screwed in up. In the final group, at the Nelson blows up on Sunday, wins Colonial, yep. and then this past week uh, at Memorial. And my hot take on Jordan Spieth is that he's playing right Rumble, now please. with the C minus game. <laughs> he's winning on the PGA Tour with a C-minus game. And I don't think it's, I don't think there's any part, that he's, none of his game is, is above that right now. That's where he's at. None of his, which none make, of his game. Which makes Did me believe. Did you watch believe, the end of the Colonial? Which makes me, putting. Which makes me believe, though, that once he right. figures it out, and he will, that he will get back and, and be number one again in his career. But, it, but, he, but he's not going to figure it out in the next week. No. His, yeah. his ball striking was horrendous at the Masters. He was only in contention yeah. because of his, 
because of his short game. I can game, see miscut yeah. at Oakmont. And because of his strategy. Jordan Smith, if, if he doesn't start hitting fairways, which he didn't at Muirfield Village, he's going to, I think he's probably going to miss the cut at Oakmont. Yeah, and, and it stinks. And it stinks because, you know, we want a, a big three. We, we want any combination of those two to go head go head to head, right? Like I, we talked about it last week with Rex. Rex and I were here holding down the fort while you guys were out, you know, lollygagging in Eugene. Um, but that's for a different show. We, we're, we're sort of, the fact that Tiger and Phil never went head-to-head -head in 20 years in a major, let alone a tour event, once at Doral, is, it's, it's, it's hard for me to fathom that, that both of those guys were on the top of their game one time in 20 years. So, so I guess I'm, I'm licking my chops, hoping that we get some combination Jason, of these guys. We, the, we had it at the Masters. Rory and Spieth were tied on Saturday, and Rory just didn't hold it up didn't, the center of the weren't, weren't, But down but, the stretch, it wasn't really. But truthfully, Day and Spieth at Whistling Straits wasn't that both of them on top of their game. Just yeah, you're just yeah, giving Jason so. Day a two or three shot yeah. head start. Yeah. But yeah, that's and two what guys. What I'm saying is, I want I want that game. again. I want I, I feel like this is the major where we should. Get the, or actually, no, the, PG, the next three. PGA is and, and the open and the open is open. I, as well. I will say this: the next but, three is where I feel yeah. like I want to see two of these three guys get into contention and duke it out down the stretch. And I'm bummed that Spieth is not likely to be that guy at the U.S. Open. I, I, I will say this: I will say this. We say putting's the most important thing. I take that back. I strike that statement. Putting's not the most important thing. Uh, an inner confidence and desire is the number one thing in sports. Any sport. Uh, you know, Brady has it, Jordan has it, that inner belief, yeah. and I think Jordan has so much more of it than any other player, so much more of it than Rory, so much more of it than Jason Day, where he wills himself mm -hmm. into making cuts and wills himself into the final group when he literally is awful, and he's standing there, and you're telling me he's a shot out of the lead playing like he played? It's a, so, it's a testament to his belief, his short game, and his strategy that Jordan Spieth can win and contend right now on the PGA Tour. So if he shows up and, and is hitting it straight, he wins. No, no. He at, wins. at Oakmont? He wins. You think Justin Johnson has belief because he's your favorite? No, no, no. <laughs> he's your favorite. But you just said that's the most important thing in sports. It is the most. Uh, well, it's the most important thing, but you have to be able in a major, you have to be able at Oakmont to hit it straight. I'm not confident. I'm confident Jordan will show up with the right frame of mind and will will himself into doing things beyond of what he should have done. But at the end of the day, if you're not hitting it straight there, I don't care what you believe, you're not going to, to score. Yeah, I mean, this is not a new issue for no. Jordan Speed. This has been going on since before the Masters. So it's not like him and Cameron McCormick can just right. have a, a session this week and suddenly the light goes on. And so I think he needs to do so. And I think he's and pretty, he pretty self-aware of that. Yeah, absolutely. He, is, absolutely. And he said he and, was, yeah. And not, not hitting it straight, but he also doesn't hit it, doesn't hit it as far as right. the other guys do. So. Right. So just short and crooked is really no way to go through And Oakmont. the extended forecast for Oakmont is for rain, which means it's going to play softer, which leads me to believe that Jason Day and Dustin Johnson are even more of the favorites. So moving on, uh, the top story from the U.S. Open would be a Phil Mickelson win Without and question. completing the career Grand Slam. You look at Phil, and to your point about Dustin Johnson and being able to close, uh, Phil has not won since the Open Championship, uh, has put himself in contention, especially this year, more than ever. But if there ever is a guy that appears to have a block uh, preventing him from closing or even really ultimately, you know, Pebble, great example. I mean, that was handed to him. Yep. Should have won. Marion. 
he had Marion. Marion. Chambers Bay was on paper a, a great opportunity for him. Aaron Hills might be because of his, his creativity well, let, on the greens. Let's stick with Oakmont. He's driving the ball as straight as he's driven a long, long time. It's still not very straight. He's putting it <laughs> as good as he's putted it in a long, long time. And it's still a little suspect. <laughs> and his short game is Phil Mickelson. He's in the Hall of Fame. That's as good as usual. Did you guys plan that? That was cute. I will say this. <laughs> I will say this about Mickelson. And I'm just going to ask some questions today. I'm not giving an opinion. No, clearly. S except for Dustin Johnson. <laughs> no hot takes. I want to say it's so difficult in golf to, to pick one week and say that's the week I'm going to be great because mm. it just doesn't work like that. Unless you're Tiger Woods. Unless you're Tiger Woods. Phil is trending, in my opinion, in everything to him actually being in contention. And listen, there's what, one or two times, three times max left? The max. Max. Maybe maybe the Masters for the next four or five. Major I'm talking before, US before USO. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. One, one tops. One is you're two. saying this year. If it doesn't happen in the next two weeks, you're saying that that's it. I think I think Aaron Hills is the last opportunity. Okay, so you, you give him two more cracks. Now, let's just put that in perspective for a second. For what Jordan Spieth is going through, or Rory, or Jason Day, or whoever, you in their mind, there's an, in, an infinite amount. Oh, yeah. They're never going to end. If I don't win here, I've got a gazillion more chances. For Phil, I've got two more chances, mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. one more chance. Mm -hmm. Boy, that's a lot of pressure. It is. It is a lot of pressure. Added, added on with the U.S. Open scar tissue that he already has, the five second place. I mean, back to Beth Page. I mean, it's, you can do a documentary on Phil in the U.S. Open. And it would be riveting. That's it. Just fill in the U.S. Open after the last 20, 25 years. I, I just, I, I, I thought after Marion, I saw how badly that took it out of him, even though he came back and won at Muirfield. Remember, he was next, almost, next he was major almost star. crying. But he was almost. Won his next major. Correct. It hasn't won since. But he was almost in tears after that U.S. Open because whether he wanted to admit it or so not. Rory he at knew the Masters. A, but, but Phil knew, a piece of him knew. This might actually be the last chance I have to win. Yeah, Roy wasn't 43 when he when yeah, he moved, see, when he, when he I moved think, the Masters. I think we that have never been at that level, you put way, too, like the whole DJ thing, you put way too much importance in scar tissue. If you go back and look at history, guys follow it up more than they don't. No. The there, great there ones? performance is not necessarily an indicator of future success. Agree, agree. But you know what? Ernie Els had a lot of Masters scar tissue, never won. Phil Mickelson has a, true. Phil Mickelson has a lot of U.S. Open. There are there are many cases where people have battled back scar tissue, but there are also yeah. way more than people than people. If, if you're going to try to convince me, Jay, I, I think this is this is about as ridiculous as I've heard you. If you're telling me, <laughs> if you're telling me that you think with with Phil Mickelson that he draws the line and there's U.S. Open scar tissue, but not Open Championship, meaning. He loses the U.S. Open. is almost in tears at Marion. His next start They're is different on a major. Absolutely. They're completely oh, different man. challenges. It's a major. Look at, look so at you're telling me that look all of a sudden he's like, wait a minute, this is not the U.S. Open. Okay, I can go ahead no, and win no. it. No, no. Look, look, look at what happened at Pinehurst. He had yes. so much pressure yes. trying to play well, he and he finished breathe. outside the top 30. I Chambers Bay, do. he says, wow, this is the U.S. Open. This is this might be my one last chance to get it. You're confusing the pressure and the start of the week with his ability to be there on Sunday and finish it. You're confusing I'm that. I'm not confusing it. I think the pressure of the U.S. Open leading up 
will be the reason he doesn't play great and probably oh, misses 100%. the cut. Mm -hmm. My point to you is if he has three holes to play and is tied or in the lead, I don't think Marion pops into his head just like at, yeah, at the, does. Wingfoot, just Wingfoot as Marion. How, how at the Open Championship um, three weeks later would he not say not have the scar tissue of blowing a major three weeks earlier? Because it's a completely uh, different test. Completely it's an absolutely different test. He came from way behind. He shot a number early. That major won him. He didn't win that major. That major won him. Went out and shot, what, 67? Yeah. When everybody else, Lee Westwood, uh, they were slapping it around sideways. I, I think you guys are off completely base completely on different. this. I'm, no. on, I'm on your team here. I, I, think, I think the pressure to perform at the U.S. Open is what will undo Phil Mickelson. Not if he gets a chance to win, he's going to say, oh, my gosh, you know, I've, I've had these chances before and I blew them. I think it's the pressure that he puts on himself before the week. I think he shoots himself out of it, doesn't hit it straight enough. His putting's too shaky. And it's the pressure work. he puts on himself before the week because he hasn't won one, because he's right. finished second, which is scar tissue. Correct. No. Yes. Uh, yes. The fact that... Uh, no, it's, we it's can not, say it's it's not the scar too. tissue of I've lost it before. It's what is in front of right. you. It is, because I need how this. How many more chances do you have left? I Correct. need this. It's because he's lost so many of them. Okay, so you mean to tell me, and we got to move on. You mean to tell me if Phil Mickelson has the three majors and has never made, never finished inside the top ten at the U.S. Open, never, zero scar tissue, just played mediocre in all of them, but he needs that to complete the Grand, grand Slam. You think Mickelson shows up in a better spot to contend at Oakmont than he does without everything yes. that happens? Yes, and if you're, he's and, and and with nine holes to go, if he's near the lead, he doesn't have all those negative demons by in the back of his head blowing it, yeah. blowing it at Marion, blowing it at Wingfoot. All these legendary blow-ups to win the U.S. Open, those are not in his mind. Shinnecock, not, these are not in his mind. If he has a chance to win the U.S. Open, those are not there. All right, it's true. Uh, we'll agree to disagree. Sometimes on the that. truth hurts. I think we need like a uh, spinoff podcast. No, believe me, we don't need that. <laughs> sure, we don't need that. Mickelson. That's one thing we can all agree oh, on. Oh, yeah, no, no spinoffs. Real quick on, on that before we, we move on. Uh, inside the top 20 or outside for Phil? Uh, inside. Right around 20th, I'll say outside. Yeah, it's yeah. close. All right, good deal. Uh, moving on to what do you What do you outside. say? Outside. outside. Yeah. Moving on to Poulter. Uh, Leg injury out four months, named uh, vice captain for the Ryder Cup. I don't have much of an opinion on this, so you guys can go do your thing. I mean, he's been a non-factor competitively for the past few years. He hasn't won since 2012. He really didn't even play that well at the Ryder Cup at Glen Eagles. Went 0-1-2, and I believe. We've been a stretch to even be on the team. Yes, exactly. So this just makes a decision for, for Darren Clark easier, and he makes him already an assistant captain. Yep. I actually think... This could help the Europeans because his sole job is not going to be driving a car. It's not going to be listening on the radio. It's not going to be you know, putting highlights in his hair. His main job that week is going to be antagonizing yep. the U.S. team. Correct. And he will do that better than anyone. Mm -hmm. So I think this is a great move for the yeah, Europeans. Yeah, I agree. Like you mentioned, it takes the pressure off Darren Clark. We don't have to worry about whether he would pick. Ian Poulter, who was hitting it He doesn't it feel sideways. obligated now. He doesn't feel it. obligated. That's done. It's over with. Poulter's can contribute to the team without hitting a golf shot. All right, let's move on to the Nordea Masters. And Lassie Jensen is able to get into the Open Championship. As you take a look at your leaderboard, he is now in the Open from the Open Championship Qualifying Series. Uh, obviously, that is a, a name that you need to get familiar with, Lassie. 
<laughs> and not the not the dog. Yeah. Here's a look at the qualifying this week at the FedEx St. Jude. Four more spots available. Names that will be a little bit more recognizable for sure. Quicken Loans as well and on down the line all the way up to the Scottish Open leading up to Royal Troon and the 104th Open Championship. It does bring some weight to these events for sure mm -hmm. uh, with addition to a trophy and a big check and world points. The fact that that's on the line, it, it does definitely bring some heat. Yeah, and, and this week in particular, you have guys who at the, the FedEx St. Jude, there's still a couple spots left to get into the U.S. Open, a couple spots you can get into the Open Championship. Guys are trying to get into the Masters. So every week it seems on the PGA Tour, there's all these Probably little subplots, uh, yeah. especially when you get to the heart of the major season. You know, that's what the Open wants to be known as the, the world's major. So, so the Open is going to these little nooks and crannies all over the place, to Sweden, to Japan different places throughout the U.S., to France. They're going all over the place to find one or two people out of every field. Some, to find some Lassie Jenkins, Justin Jensen's, whatever, whatever the hell like his name is. Sounds like you've got your, uh, your Tuesday feature for this year. There you go. You've got your fantasy pick for the Open Championship. Lassie Jensen. Uh, this will be the third consecutive Wednesday that college golf is in the news. The women uh, two weeks ago, of course, the men last week, and then tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, the Haskins and the Annika Award. Uh, I know that's a big deal coming up on Golf Channel Tuesday at 6 p.m. Those awards will be handed out. Uh, who's your favorite for the Haskins and the Annika, Ryan? Uh, Annika is certainly better. The, the front row there is, is clearly established. That's UCLA's Bronte Law. She's going to win. It's just a, yeah. a no-brainer. For the men, it's going to be a little bit tighter. It's between Bo Hostler and John Rahm of, of Arizona State. Rahm got hot at the end of the year, won a conference title. He won a regional title while... Bo, I don't think he's won since uh, the week before the Masters. So, you know, it's it's going to be really tight. Bo led NCAA in, in five wins so far this season. So he was my pick as a media member. Uh, before to or after the injury? That was after the injury. You voted after? Yes. We voted the, the when the men's championship was over. So that was the did that help you push you over the top? No, I don't think anything that happened at the NCAA championship. I was using that as kind of a tiebreaker between the two, and, and Bo actually finished better individually than John Rahm that week. So use the tiebreaker for me. All right, there you go. Uh, college golf, once again, a third consecutive Wednesday. Been uh, ultra successful, obviously, for Golf Channel. And finally, guys, uh, we would be remiss if we did not mention the passing of Muhammad Ali. Mm -hmm. uh, Probably in my lifetime, the, the most influential sports figure, uh, especially outside of sports. Just curious for uh, any connection you two have with the greatest and your thoughts on everything that has been going on in, as a tribute to uh, Muhammad Ali. Well, my, me, the two biggest things was working at the Orlando Sentinel sports desk when he lit the torch at the Atlanta Olympics in 1996. And a goosebump, absolutely goosebump moment there. But even just aside from that was the fact that my grandfather had Parkinson's for 35 years and passed away about 10 years ago. So to watch how Muhammad Ali, this is aside from everything else that I even knew, all the uh, everything else that went with it, to watch him publicly go through that until his last breath was, was inspiring. And it's something that my grandfather and I had talked about, to have somebody to be able to bring that kind of disease to the forefront and see it was just, it's just a terrible, terrible disease. So to actually you know, be impressed with how he handled that more than any of the other stuff that he's more known from. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm too young to ever have seen him fight or anything like that. But I will remember the first time I ever saw him was at with the Olympic mm -hmm. uh, torch lighting. That was just one of the most 
memorable scenes that you can ever remember from from the Olympics. And Burr, I'm sure as a as a massive sports fan, you've got your own. Well, as I look at, I'm a historian for a lot of sports, but just going back and boxing and watching his fights and where boxing was at the time, uh, you could make an argument it was the most important and most uh, watched sporting event that was out there. The NFL clearly hadn't, hadn't begun yeah. to, to do what the NFL has done, and you know he was it around the world and in the United States. The heavyweight champ of the world was everything. And just to, to think about where boxing is today, and uh, you know, it's kind of a shame in that respect because it, to, to see the atmosphere at those fights, what, going back and watching Ali, it was uh, it was quite the spectacle. So it's it's kind of a shame that that boxing is is where it is now, which is yeah. pretty much non-existent. Well, who, who else is on the the Mount Rushmore of of sports? Where if if this if this athlete passes away, who else would be memorialized like this? Michael. I think Michael Jordan for Tiger sure. Tiger on that Mount Rushmore? I think Tiger's on that list for sure. D t Tiger was, uh, to be the number one athlete in the world, any sport, and be from golf, uh, that's, that's pretty in insane yeah. mm -hmm. what he was able to do for this game of golf. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you guys still have it, not to make this a big Tiger conversation, but there's still people you run into when it comes up where you work or whatever, and the, and the response you get is, Tiger going to come back? Or I only watch when Tigers mm -hmm. in contention. It happens uh, two or three times a week. It happened yesterday, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it did. In my little guy's baseball game, it happened. And it's just <laughs> incredible that people still think of the game solely with a guy yep. that yep. hasn't hasn't been relevant mm -hmm. in a long time. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for sure, a sad day for for sports and Muhammad Ali. But I think the the world's done a great job in remembering him for sure. All right, this has been the podcast with Jay, Ryan, and Ryan. It's been a lot of fun here, boys. And, Hopefully not uh, our last. Very, been very venomous, I, I would say. <laughs> well, there's, you know, that's what a podcast is all about. He's down throwing things. There's a lot of unsorted issues, I think, between you two. What's but the name of this thing? This is it for the Monday Scramble podcast. I hope you enjoy it, and uh, we'll see you back here real soon. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.